This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. I'm your host for this here podcast. We'll be getting into a quick mailbag segment. This is our quick hitter Wednesday episode. We went through the injury report. We went through why the Saints are in denial about Derek Carr and, and all that. We'll, we'll and we'll keep going here. But so we got we got a few. We got Rose City D. You heard me. And he says M3, but it's me. It says Mickey D A and D C. The three. Blind mice. I don't even know where that came from, but but that's fair, you know. And and it, it is it. What what frustrates me, and I know we just went to what frustrates me, but I'll continue to go. Is it's it's not that it's not that it's even the same problem every week, right? There are different problems every week. Like like it's not that the same thing keeps happening over and over again. It's that different things happen that all result in the same end product. And the problem I have is you hear the same answers every week, but it's, but, it, and, and I think that's what frustrates Alvin, right? We talked about Alvin and what he said, and, you know, it's like, we keep, we keep saying these things. We keep saying, we need to be better. We need to do this. We need to do this. But what's actually changing? What's actually different? And I, you know, one thing that DA said this week that I think, okay, fine. There is an actual bit of information there. And I, cause I asked him, you know, okay, so you, you're going to focus on red zone. You're going to work on getting better in the red zone. But what does that mean? What, is, what does that actually entail, right? And so one of the things the Saints are doing this week is they're moving their red zone work up from Friday to Thursday, right? You only get three days of practice in the week, real, three real days of practice. Like you get a couple walkthroughs, you get, you get t- classroom time, but you get three practices. And so you have to prioritize time in those practices. And so... Typically, how teams will operate, and this is not a Saints thing. Typically, how things will operate is on Wednesdays, you will do first, second down. On Thursdays, you will work on third down. And on Fridays, you'll work on red zone, situational stuff. Well, this week, they are moving up red zone to Thursday and getting some of that work done there 
And that's in addition to what they would typically do would be doing on Friday. So when they say we're devoting more time in practice to this, that's kind of what it means because you do have, you, you have this pie of time, right? And you have to just carve slices out of it. Of what are we going to work on and what, how much are we going to devote? How much time are we going to devote to this, to this, to this? While you are increasing that pie, whatever slice that is for red zone, you're increasing it. And so that's kind of how it works. So if, if anyone wondering, oh, what does that mean in terms of devoting more time? That's kind of what you're looking at. Will that help? I don't know. But I guess more time on task. At least it's a, you know, when I when I get frustrated with the with the Dennis Allen answers, it's usually just because there are no specifics. There's nothing. It's all just generic coach speak. It's, it's a team game. We got to be better. Well, at least I, that's a tangible answer of, of one thing that, is changing from a preparation perspective. So, you know, if I ask for something and I get the answer, I can't be mad about the answer. So at least there's, at least there's something there. Uh, Jerry G says, I want to hear fire DA for the next three games of the dome loud and proud. And you know, it's, I haven't been here that long, right? Like I've, I've been here since I've, I've lived in new Orleans since 2016. I have covered the saints since 2018. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you don't, it, every, every kind of coaching tenure that, that goes poorly, you know, it, it, it all makes sense in reverse. Like you look back on the Jim Hazlitt era and you're like, well, of course that wasn't going to work because we know how it ended. And, and I, and you look at this one and you're saying, okay, is it already over? Is it? Is it too far gone for this team to to prove anything, to come back and and show that that this has not been a year and a half project down the tubes? And and it's and it's tough to say. I, like it could be, maybe it is. Um, I do know that this team has a this team has a chance, right? It has a, it has a chance to go out these final six games and give people something to enjoy, something to be proud of. And I and I personally would love to see it happen, right? Like again, I'm never going to be the pessimist and say, and it, like because I know how cool it would be for a team to just go out and win its final six games. Look at the Lions, right? Like we can talk all we want about how the Saints are dead in the water, but look at how the Lions turned their hopes around, their whole team around in in one stretch that didn't even get them to the postseason, right? In 2021, the Lions under Dan Campbell went 3-13-1. and 3-13-1. In 2022, the same Lions squad started the year 1-6, they were four and seven at one point, right? They won five of their last six games, finished nine and eight, missed the postseason. They beat Green Bay. They beat the Packers in a game where the Packers could have made the postseason with a win against a Lions team that had effectively already been eliminated, and the Lions went out and won. You don't think people were calling for Dan Campbell's job after 313 and one? You don't think people were calling for Dan Campbell's job even louder? At one and six, even after a three-game losing streak, you they drop a game to Buffalo, and you don't think people are calling for his job again 
at four and seven. So, I mean, it's not as as cut and dried as it's over and they don't have a chance. You got to go win a game, right? You got to go prove something to yourself and to your fans. And if you can't do that, by all means, right? Yell fire D. I'm not going to be mad about it. I get it. I understand why the hashtag is trending. I, I get it. But I would like to think that if this team could go out and win a couple games in a row and 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 give people a reason to to just get excited about something, that people would be on board with it, that they wouldn't bail on it in advance just because, well, what are we really rooting? You're rooting for a team because you root for the team. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I would be surprised you know, it, it's it, one of the funny things about being on this, being on the field um, during introductions, is you get a much better uh, scope for how loud the boos are, right? You get you get like kind of a, a range of like, wow, that's a loud cheer for Tyron Matthew, that's a loud cheer for Taysom Hill, and then they announce Derek Carr, and it's like, yikes, or they they announce they show Dennis Allen, and it's like. That's uh, that's not the sound you want to hear, <laughs> and you know the the Jaguars game was probably the best example of of a game where I've heard more first half boos toward the home team in the Superdome than I've ever heard. And so yeah, if they go out and lay an egg, like again, like I am not gonna I'm not gonna hope for for negative things to happen. It's just not my personality. It's just not what I'm gonna do. But if they go out and lay an egg against the Lions, it's gonna get ugly. It is like, I don't care what they come back and do against the Panthers. I don't care what they come back and do against the Giants. I don't care how much you're going to look at this and say, well, it's not over, <laughs> right? Because the team won't, the team won't quit. The team won't go into a barrel, but it's, if you can't be competitive with the Lions and, and come out with a win, it's going to get ugly. And, and that is your own doing. That is because of what you have done to this point in the season. So, so we'll see. Row Row City D says walking wounded Saints mass unit again. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where you're at. It's kind of where you're at. Justin Pasquale. I don't know if I'm saying that right, whether it's Pasquale or Pasquale. Either way, thanks for having. Thanks for being here, Justin. Uh, it says after the Falcons ran for over 200 yards when the game plan was clearly stop the run. I'm terrified the Lions running back tandem could replicate that, and we give up 200 rushing yards two weeks in a row. Yeah, David Montgomery's dealing with an injury, so we'll have to see. It's a foot injury. That's obviously when you're a running back and you have a foot injury, that's not ideal. So we'll have to see just how significant that is. But uh, Jameer Gibbs is very good. I'm actually, you know, it's funny because the I love the running back tandem that the Lions have. It reminds me of what the Saints tried to build. <laughs> like, it's what the Saints were hoping for with Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams, right? Like, it's what that was supposed to be. The problem is you're not getting, you know, like I'm sure the lions are very happy with what they've gotten out of David Montgomery. The saints have gotten nothing out of Jamal Williams. And, you know, as I know, Jamal was frustrated because the lions just kind of just said, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, if this is the production you're getting, and they made the smart move, you know, and, and I love Jamal. I think Jamal's great. Like he's he's one of the most fun people I've ever dealt with. Just hasn't been good. And, you know, like uh, it's, a, it's a production business, right? Like you can't just you, you can't live on personality in the NFL. Right. And and right now, that's all you've gotten out of Jamal. And maybe this is the game, right? Maybe this is the revenge game where Jamal can 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 get it done. And I know this question was about the, the Lions run game, but. 
you know, the like you got to see something out of Jamal, man. You got to see something. Maybe this is the week. I don't know. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. And it's honestly, it's less about the running backs than it is about the offensive line because the Lions' offensive line is very, very good. The other things the Lions will do is they're going to go on fourth down constantly. You know, they're, they're not going to, you know, there's those moments where, you know, you might gain some percentage points by the by the other team being like kind of cowardly and not going on fourth and short. The Lions ran a fake punt against the Packers from their own like 28-yard line. They didn't get it. The Packers stopped it. And but but I mean, that's the type of thing they they put pressure on, they never let up. And that's what I'm concerned about for the Saints is they don't, you know, it's like they they just seem desperate to get off the field. And, uh, you know, if it's like when you do convert those, one of the reasons I really do, I've always been a, a proponent of the hyper-aggressive fourth down on fourth and short, right? Not fourth and six, not fourth and nine, fourth and one, go. I don't care where you are on the field, freaking go. Because it's a high percentage play. And when you get it, it's a backbreaker. Because I don't care what defenses say, when they get a stop on fourth and short on your side of the field, they take a sigh of relief. They're like, thank God, we got to stop. We can get off the field. If you force them to defend another down and they don't get it, you know how demoralizing that is for a defense? Like, I would love, I don't, I don't know the stats. Like, I, it would be almost impossible to put the stats together, but I guarantee you the percentage of drives that end in a touchdown after a fourth and one conversion is way higher, way higher because it's just, it's like think about think about um the 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 Texans game, right? You got to stop and they they weren't going to go, right? D'Amico Ryan's, they had fourth and one, they weren't going to go. They actually took a delay of game cuz they did a hard count and got back to fourth and six, right? And then <laughs> you the Saints had a dumb penalty and they had fourth and one again. And they went that time, right? Like it's so weird, but it's like that's just messing with the mind of a defense. And once they decided to go, it was like, it's a touchdown. Like, you're not going to stop them now because the defense, it's such a mentality thing on defense. If you can build confidence and you can continue to make plays, then I, then that, that does – like, so much of defense is just energy. And when you take it away from a team, you gain a huge advantage. And that's what the Lions are so good at. And that's what the Falcons were able to do to the Saints on that 95-yard touchdown drive is they took away the will – from that team. And when you're a defense and you watch your offense go downfield and fail to score time after time, after time, after time, that doesn't help your defense either in that regard. Um, but yeah, so I, I share your concern. I asked Dennis Allen about this today and it's just, yeah, you gotta be better than you were against the Falcons. And the question is, can you be right? Um, I think Isaiah Foskey is going to be back. That is something that I meant to talk about in the injury report segment is the, the best update you could have on Isaiah Foskey is he's not on that list. So you should get Isaiah Foskey back. The problem is I don't think that he's necessarily a huge benefit for you in the run defense part of the game. I do think that he is a guy you want to have back against some of these mobile quarterbacks, particularly if Cam Jordan is out. But again, if Cam Jordan can't play or he has to have his snaps limited severely, you're going to get a big workload for Isaiah Foskey. And so maybe this is a game where you can see what you have in in your second round pick. Either way, thanks, Justin. There's another one from, from JP. Says our offensive game plan is going to have to be pound the rock, and Juwan Johnson has to show up big in this game with all the injuries. Kamara and Hill game, it's looking like, yeah, I mean, you have weapons. You have to find ways to use them. And to to the Saints' credit, 
they they were able to do that. Now, you didn't get in the end zone, obviously, but they were able to manufacture offense in, in creative ways with Lynn Bowden and, and all of this. So hopefully that's a sign, that's a good sign that you won't come out of this game being like, Ugh. you know, maybe it's just another game where you can't score touchdowns, but I'd rather them be able to move the ball at all than, you know, like the Titans game early in the season, right? Here's one that I think is worth talking about. St. John Butler says, did the Saints botch the JPP thing or did they really not see him in their plans for 2023? JPP was on the practice squad. You signed him to the practice squad. That was always the plan. Um, You wanted to see him in a game, right? Like I think that it's not unreasonable to say the Saints weren't wrong to, to want to see him in a game before they signed him to the active roster, right? And so they did. And the timing of it was unfortunate because you play JPP, there's tape on him. He looked fine. I mean, he didn't look bad. I, I, I don't think he looked great, but he didn't look bad. And then you have a Dolphins team that suddenly lost Jalen Phillips for the year. You know, they're starting outside linebacker. And JPP is a guy who has played outside linebacker. So the Dolphins are looking around me like, oh, who can we pick up? And wouldn't you know it, there's this, you know, this guy, he's a South Florida guy just sitting there. And so they go and they go and sign him. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if the Saints tried to retain him. I imagine they did, but you don't really have a much, much say there. It's either he, he wants to sign here or he wants to sign there. You saw the same thing with Latavius Murray last year and he just saw more opportunity. I think it was with the Ravens. Um, or maybe it was the Bills. I think he would have been, he, the first time I think he left and went to the Ravens. The second time he, I think he went to the Bills. Either way, he saw a better opportunity. He saw a bitter, bigger chance for a role, and he saw in essentially his hometown, and so he took it. So I, I don't know. Like I can't hold that against them. I think they did everything the right way there. Um, and you're just, you know, it's just, just how it works, right? This one of the reasons that this happens a lot more than it used to is because you can have veteran players on the practice squad and call them up, and then. They get opportunities, so good for JPP. He's got a, he's got a role, but I, I wouldn't say that they that they botched it. It's just just how it works. Brandon Bigard, if DA blames someone like the kicker, the QB, the D line, these are all the things that he decided to screw with in the preseason. Yeah, you know, well, in 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 defensive DA, you know, I think he he everyone was willing to agree with the idea that's like, no, you can't just miss 29 yard field goals and, and say, Oh, it happens. Right. Like, no, 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 that's unacceptable. You can't be doing that. And I think for a young kicker, you gotta, you you know, there's, there's come to Jesus moments and that was probably one for him, you know? So I, I don't, I wouldn't say that he blamed the kicker per se, but he did make it clear that it's like, you either get the job done or we find someone that can do it. He has done that. You know, but for whatever reason, and, and it's mostly in training camp, right? You hear it, you hear it more in training camp because I think coaches are trying to send messages more often in training camp. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I agree that it's like it, you have to take ownership of your decisions and you have to also hold people accountable for their play. And yeah, I get it; it's a team game, and you don't want to throw people under the bus. But you still you also have to be honest about what's going on. Latavius, did he go to the Broncos? Now I got to look this up. Because I know Latavius Murray ended up on the Ravens, but I think that was in 2020 after he got cut. If you recall, he got cut for Tony Jones. Latavius Murray, I want to say he signed with the Ravens. I think I think you're correct. Last year, he went to the Broncos after they signed him off the practice squad because Javante Williams got hurt. And then this season, he's on the Bills. 
Yes, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I got that. I got that mixed up. 2020, he got released. They kept Tony Jones. He went and signed with the Ravens. He came back in 2022, played that game in London, then got signed off the practice squad by the Broncos after a season-ending injury to Javante Williams. This season, he signed a one-year deal with the Bills. Fun fact, he is the oldest active running back on an NFL roster. So, yeah, thanks, Brandon. Yeah, that it's kind of confusing. There's a lot, of, a lot of teams involved there, but you got it. Brian Russell says, please tell me Mickey was just doing PR with that BS interview. He has to be saying something else behind closed doors. He can't be this naive. I mean, yeah, I, I think... Whenever Mickey talks, there's a there, there's a PR spin, right? Like, but that's that's part of his job, right? Again, Mickey understands that his role is not to make life more difficult on the players and the coaches. That's just not, you know, what whatever he says behind closed doors, whatever he thinks, you're not gonna know that. You're not. He's not gonna. He's not just come out and be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let DA coach out these last six games. But if he doesn't get it done, he's gone. He's toast. We're, we're canning him. Like. He's never going to say that. So if you're waiting around for Mickey to go on a radio station, whether it's ours or someone else's, and and say something like that, I mean, you're just going to be waiting a long time. She's not who he is. Um, and again, I, I I don't think that GMs should do that, right? Like I think that GMs that end up like bigger than their own britches and and acting like they're the star of the show, they're the main character of this of this of this whole thing i think that's that's a bigger problem uh brandon bygart says go pels go pels what's gonna happen when the pelicans win the in-season tournament and miss the playoffs <laughs> that would be such a pelicans thing to do anyway uh let's see justin pasquale says we don't blitz at all like we used to and if the defensive line hasn't been putting pressure then obviously we need to send some blitzes and help them out we cannot afford to not pressure Goff and comp, 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 company. Um, you know, it's funny because they did send more blitzes in their last game, and that's kind of what I what I predicted in terms of you lose Marshawn, you get a little more aggressive on the blitz front. And, and that's, you know, this it's a double-edged sword, right? When you do that, you put a little more pressure on the back end. You have guys who are not maybe your best in coverage. It, asked to cover one-on-one and that's how the Falcons end up with B. John Robinson out running DeMario Davis to the corner of the end zone right and that's that's what happened on that on that play you blitz Pete Warner DeMario has to track Bijan out of the backfield and and he gets beat you know and so it, it's I don't think they've been blitzing less this year than they have in the last couple years but the last two three years in general you have not been blitzing as much as as maybe you were earlier on but back before you felt good about your cornerback situation and so you know it's it's funny because with a guy like Goff I don't know it's like do you you you're the I would like to see the Saints be able to generate pressure with their front four and and because Goff is a guy who's not going to outrun Carl Granderson right if you can get him uncomfortable in the pocket then you should be able to get him to the ground and that's one of the reasons I feel a little better about this matchup and I think a lot of people do because the Saints are are built to play a quarterback like Jared Goff. The problem is you just don't get a lot of these matchups, right? <laughs> and so maybe this is a, a kind of a get-right opportunity for the defensive line. And, and maybe you don't have to send as many blitzes because, you know, I, I the the Lions have good pass catchers, but I don't think that they're that they're anything you can't handle. Like I'm more worried about the run game than the pass game. And so 
if you're if if you're kind of making that decision, you're saying no, we're going to devote more in coverage and kind of and kind of pack the box a little bit and, and keep guys close to the line. I don't think blitzing is necessarily the answer, but we'll see. It, it, you can go both ways with it. And that's true. It's it's always that's what it always is, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Brian, this is a good question. And and we can end on this question. He says, what will it take for the head coach to be fired? And so my thing, and I've been consistent on this, guys, and and people get I think people get annoyed with me because I'm not as as violently in on the fired everybody and move on train. And it's just because I'm being just pragmatic. I'm being realistic in that I don't think Dennis Allen gets fired in season. And I don't think anybody gets fired in season because that's just not how the Saints operate. The Saints value organizational stability. And while that's going to get a big eye roll, it's a fact. It's a fact. And if you can come to grips with that, you can understand why this is the way that it is. And so to me, it's like, okay, you're not firing the coach in season, but you are setting benchmarks and you are saying you better live up to them or you make changes, right? And so, you know, it, and then the final six games is going to be important, right? Like the final six games is going to inform a lot of your decision-making. If you can make the playoffs and you can get to the post, if you can, you can win the division and get to the postseason and you, and you feel like you turned a corner, you unearthed some things, you, you, you got on the right track. Then, then I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't fire the head coach and you just clean house on the offensive side of the ball, and like you, like you kind of did on the defensive side last year, right? And you, you just kind of rebuild some things, go draft a quarterback, maybe, and and say, okay, Derek, you're stuck with Derek Carr. That's the confusing part of this. Is it's going to be really difficult to to do anything beyond bring Derek Carr back and figure something out. So you just have to f- go from there and and say, what is our best option? And so to me, Dennis Allen gets fired if the team quits. Like if you if you go out and lose to the Lions, like not just lose to the Lions, but lose to the Lions by 20. Like get embarrassed by the Lions at home, right? To the point that, man, this is this isn't working. Like this is this, not even not working. This is this is on fire, right? Then you, you I, I still don't even think you necessarily do that immediately, but you kind of make your the bet has been made at that point. And then the last five games, you face a bunch of teams that you should be. If you can't win those games, then yeah, fire everybody, right? Like it's a failure. You're not going out of this season at six and six and eleven and saying, eh, maybe next year, right? Like, you can't. I mean, you can't. Personally, I don't think you can. So to me, that's like that's probably what's going to happen if you if you completely flub the final six games of this season. Yeah, you get fired. Now, do you have pride? Does this team have pride? Will it come out and play with pride? Because like, I think people went to the last month of last season and said, man, it's over. That that loss to the Bucks, they're completely dead in the water. And then they go out and win three games. And you can say there's some caveats to that. But they, but we don't need to pretend that they went out to, to Cleveland and played in the Ice Bowl and they had no ability to just fold. So... I mean, I think that's kind of where you're at, right? I think to me, it's like, okay, you look at these final six games and and it's going to inform how how much of this you have to tear down. Like I said, I, I think we're past the point where where we're debating whether there's changes needed. It's it's just you're figuring out the levels to which you need to make changes. And 
And I think that's why when you're when you're Mickey and you're kind of coming out and giving these kind of frozen in carbonite takes. <laughs> that's why. Because you're you're not making any decisions right now because you don't have to. Right? Like what what benefit do you have of making decisions right now? You're 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 kind of just like you don't know who's gonna be available. You don't know how many teams are gonna be firing coaches, right? And so you're kind of just in a holding pattern. And you're you're watching and hoping for the best. But like I said, you know it's gonna annoy people. Um, but I've been pretty consistent on this, so I'm not gonna not gonna waffle now. Um, but I get it. I get why everyone's frustrated. Um, this has been a long mailbag, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off there. And <laughs> Brian Russell's yeah, that's why I kind of corrected myself because it's saying it's been on fire. It it feels like it has been, you know, and everything's been on fire except for the Saints' offense. Um, and uh, and you know, it's hard to see a scenario where that where that fixes itself, but. That's why they play the games, right? We'll see. And yeah, I mean, I am curious to see how how the fans are in the stadium on Sunday because it, it there they could get ugly. They could get ugly, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to it. But thanks everyone for listening. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Um, I'll still be here for the final six games, whether Da is or not. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening if you want to hit me up do so on twitter at jeff underscore noack you can follow the show at saints underscore pod um, or you can check out the latest news notes and analysis the latest mickey loomis interview on wwl.com and we will go from there who that go saints thanks y'all be easy Peace.